0: Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, February 12th. We're back. National Hug Day. Football season's over. Great Super Bowl to end it. Good day for Super Bowl parties, too, if I do say so myself. Adam and I with a big appearance at our own. Alex with a big appearance at Owens. I'd love to hear about that. Let's, let's lead off with Alex, who's maybe the biggest Super Bowl hater ever. In the first half, he was digging this one a grave. But it's hard to complain about how that one ended. So let's see you try.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, unbelievable Super Bowl party with uh, Owen. It was an absolute joy to be there it was really great um met all his buddies over there in uh, Edmonton so it was really nice I think I was hating up until I think the second half started including the halftime show um first half was just a snoozer for me it, you know <laughs> three zero what was it seven zero no like ten zero then ten three That was the first half for me. I wasn't super pumped about it. And I think like, I guess we'll talk about the halftime show later. Halftime show was a disaster. Yeah, That was a disaster. It's not hard to see why Usher is pretty easy to get at like a Cowboys tent.
2: Dude. Dude.
1: (laughs) Alex. It was so bad.
2: It was horrible. You guys are telling me you
1: knew any of those songs?
3: I mean, I'm just going to say it was pretty easy to tell. Like, even if I didn't know you guys were watching today uh, together, I could tell because like all your takes are kind of like, we kind of mirrored. I feel like you were in like a, you were just like in a frat house with a bunch of guys going, this sucks. And then one guy's like, yeah. And then the other guy's like, yeah, this sucks. Well, that's
2: actually, the funny I was thing leading
1: was, it. I was leading the, this sucks, chant.
2: Yeah. No, the funny thing was we had an older guy there. He's probably 26 maybe. Um, and so he was like, uh, cause we knew none of the songs, obviously like he came out, just fell flat on his face. Right. First three songs, maybe even four, nobody knew a word or had ever heard them, but he was like, Oh, yeah, this is from the 2006. Like, this is the Usher or whatever, whatever. And then you start singing along, dude. So it was kind of nice. There's some people who liked it. <laughs> well,
3: Phil's mom was singing along to the first song, which was Raw.
2: Yeah, that was a stunning wow. one.
0: You know what was funny is you you say you're watching with an older guy. We watched with a couple guys, 60s, 50s. Like, there yeah. was a couple guys bringing up the average age. And one guy, he wasn't, like, the whole time, he's like, I don't know anything about Usher. Uh, Who is this guy? And then when he started singing, yeah, he goes, wait, wait, I think I know this one. And that (laughs) that was huge. But really, it was a halftime, and I I can't believe we're leading with the halftime, but it was a halftime for the millennials, dude, because that like 26-year-old fits in the demo, but anything under or above, like we were watching also, I'm making it sound like we were watching... I don't even know where, but we were also watching with some twelve-year-olds, and they were looking very confused the whole time. So they didn't know a single one, probably even yeah. But I honestly, I loved it, dude. I thought it was great when he busted out the rollerblades, when her came out and played the guitar. Dude. Alicia Keys, I was loving it too. Oh,
1: that was her. And yeah, yeah, I was loving Keys. Keys
2: was sick. Dude. Keys was good. Keys was the okay, one. Keys
1: was good. Like yeah. she's always good. But she is. I just think that because of his lack of like songs that are like bangers bro they had like way too many guest stars they had her they had Alicia Keys that Ludacris that Lil John like that to have like all these people come up and like kind of play like what does Lil John's song have anything to do with Usher turned Down for What is I don't think Usher's on that
3: yeah. yeah but he's in yeah so they they let him get a little 5 second snippet dude Well that's
2: yeah we're not But that's just cuz yeah. Usher doesn't have the catalog to to fill up the rest like he was playing tiktokified versions of songs nobody had ever heard like it was like yeah. a 20 second ma- like a mashup of five songs with like 30 second snippets like it was just he just doesn't have the catalog to stand on it was a bad there was that guy that
1: looked like CeeLo green like who was that
2: <laughs> yeah i saw who his was that name guy
1: on stage i who saw his yeah, name guy and guy i knew
0: I, i'd seen his name before but i didn't know like who he
1: was at the time also also stage was a little small yeah. Like, I've seen your stages. Like, it was yeah. compressed.
0: But the tubas were awesome, dude. When we got the band going and stuff, I was loving that. I don't know how you could be hating on that part. Like, live music type
2: thing. That was sick. My, my one buddy said it was like a Fortnite concert. They reminded me of yeah. a Fortnite yeah. concert.
1: <laughs> Over here in Edmonton, we weren't loving yeah. it, so... Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, anyway. We could do the game. I want to give Owen and Alex and Adam... I'll throw Adam in there, too. A lot of credit, because... <laughs> Alex is the first person I heard say, you already know how I feel about the 49ers. You already know how I feel about Kyle Shanahan. And we could talk about that in a sec. We should probably talk about Mahomes first. And Owen gets the credit because Owen's the first person I heard say, Mahomes can get seven Super Bowls. And you look at it now, three Super Bowls in his first seven years, only player in big four sports history to have three championship MVPs in his first seven seasons. It's the greatest start to a career Not in NFL history, but in sports history. And Owen deserves the credit because he was the first guy who I heard say it. And I think if you asked anybody, they would say it's probably an over 50% chance right now that he does get seven or more.
2: Yeah, I I just think like the last two Super Bowls have, I think, taught us a lot, which is that You know, it doesn't really matter who you surround Patrick Mahomes with offensively. Like, as long as you have the core, really, of just Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and then you build up a strong defense, I think the team is capable of winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I've said that he's the greatest quarterback ever. I know we don't love that debate necessarily, but this just, I mean, cemented it to me that uh, this is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. I think he's the greatest player to ever play football.
1: It's hard to disagree, but it's hard for me to say that just because I'm not, like, I'm a hater. <laughs> so, but, like, well, I, did I totally you hear... see what you're saying. Like, yeah. I mean, they even had the, that weird graphic up, you know, the him, like, brady Mahomes graphic where they were, like, running. That was a weird one, but, yeah.
3: I thought they had a few cool stats today. Like, he that was, uh, he's never lost a game in that stadium, and then they had the clip of the guy putting the flag down at
1: a uh, center in that stadium. I thought, you know, those were pretty cool. At the end of the game? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Like, you're not Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) I said when it happened to Adam, Alex isn't going to like that in Raider Stadium.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I I mean, I forgot about that, too. That was also super, like, no, we're not doing that. But it was, I mean, I think what plays into Mahomes being an all-time great, if not the greatest ever, is the whole game. When it was looking shaky for the Chiefs, it was just like, I mean... I didn't really ever feel like they were gonna lose the game, just because you know it's gonna happen time and time again. Like I, they don't fail. Yeah, I, I forget what that fourth and one, fourth and two might have been. And if the you know uh, 49ers get a stop, they win the Super Bowl. Holmes ran it for like fifteen yards. Like, you know, it's it's really tough. So I mean, I guess that's that's what you call greatness, right? Um, and I don't know. I I didn't I I didn't lose confidence in the Chiefs winning this game at all.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. And, you know, you can reflect a little bit on the Niners' mistakes to me. Like, they kept showing the kicker and the punter because he was the holder on the one that got blocked that obviously was a huge importance at that point. But honestly, if they're up four with whatever how much that was left, like six minutes, if the Niners are up four, the Chiefs were scoring a touchdown. Whatever they needed, he was getting. So you can sit there and say... Oh, they should have deferred. Oh, they should have done this and that. Oh, if they make that convert. I Like you say, I never felt the whole time like he was in trouble. And I can't remember thinking of a quarterback like that except for Brady and maybe like prime Green Bay Aaron Rodgers in my lifetime. I can't remember seeing a quarterback and thinking, no matter what, he's going to go down and get the points. And if you look at Mahomes' stats, like starter for six years, he's won what, like 83% of his games. He's been to the AFC Championship game every year. He's been to the Super Bowl 4 times. He's won 3. And the guys he's throwing to like MVS is coming up with big, big plays in overtime. Justin Watson, Miko Hardman gets the game where Miko Hardman was cut off the Jets. He was such a scrub at the start of this season. I don't like Owen said it doesn't matter what you put around him and like you almost wonder what's the point of even like trying to compete with them when they have this type of advantage. Obviously that's that's not something the teams think, but it, I can't remember thinking that there was such an advantage like this because even the Patriots weren't a mail into the championship games like like he seems to be.
1: And I don't. I mean, I don't really really remember those. Like who? I guess there was like you know Manning was always on on Brady's in Brady's conference. Maybe Philip Rivers, but I mean like Mahomes also has been going through these loaded conferences. I don't really think you can ever point and say he's had a very easy like road to the Super Bowl either, right? I mean, he's going through Josh Allen a couple times. He had to go through Joe Burrow oh, a couple f- times. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's always had pretty tough roads too. And I think yeah. that we should give him credit for that as well.
3: I think I read something uh, this week that said this is the hardest road in the last twenty years to the Super Bowl. The teams he played, yeah, based
1: on like DVOA yeah. or some random stuff. But
0: and this is the worst Chiefs team easily.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he still won. Like that's defense well, though. Is it
2: fair. is it really the worst Chiefs team? Like really? Is it is it worse than last year? Yeah, I actually, think it's better. A, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, like I think the better. defense is better than last year. I think the receivers are she c- similar. Like similar, if not slightly better, maybe this year.
1: Yeah, probably. Is, Tony. Yeah, that's he like that defense is,
2: is I mean McDuffie and Sneed are as good of corners as you're gonna find anywhere. Jones? Yeah. It, it,
1: it, it's like they have like 14 players on the field. Chris Jones is worth like two points on the spread, dude. No, he's serious. He was crazy during the game, man. Like, he was yeah, going on.
2: He was. And he had a huge Super Bowl last year. People forget about that. Yep.
0: Yeah. And I know he's a free agent coming up and they didn't pay him on term. So he might find another team and stuff. But look, like, I'm willing to stretch this. Let's see. Let's give Mahomes the charger defense and see what he works with. Because I'm, let's test the limits, dude. It's like a science experiment now. Let's get, yeah. let's get Chansey. Make Matt Nagy the head coach. See what happens. Let's just keep making it harder and harder. More variables yeah. in the way. Um, but Urban no,
2: Meyer, boss battle. <laughs>
3: uh, boss I don't want to actually, I'll save that for later.
0: No, you got to start now, dude. Ahead, yeah, you yeah, you yeah, can't put go. the toothpaste back in the tube here.
3: Well, yeah. I didn't want to make it the Adam show, but I mean, <laughs> you know, I was. You said I'll give Owen and Alex credit, even though I was the only one uh-huh. who uh predicted the Chiefs on the last episode. And it was well, my preseason
2: pick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not to not to not to play this game. But with Rig, I did say they were my sleeper pick. It's true. With I Rig, say I would yeah. not pick. Sleeper
3: pick is different from pick.
2: Right. I think I don't think they were your pick at any point. Until they were my they, pick in the preseason the, the
3: and team. before the playoffs. I said I'm going to stick with my preseason pick of the Chiefs, but anyway, just wanted to throw that out there for the listeners. For old times' sake, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
1: that's on Phil. For yeah, not around and and giving you credit. Yeah, it's yeah, really that, it's bad. okay, it's fine.
0: Yeah, I should have given you more credit. I'm sorry. I just wanted can't remember
1: to every take. Out.
3: I don't blame you. You yeah. have a hard job.
0: Well, well, is it really that hard though? I don't loaded. think it's
3: that hard. That was on. Un- that was not loaded. <laughs> he does have a hard job. Well, I like I giving Phil credit.
0: I don't have a hard job. <laughs> I just talked to you guys.
3: I saw Phil taking notes all game today, dude. Wow.
0: Well, I like to remember That's things.
3: Wrong. That is pretty wrong. Every play that happened, he's like, what was the down and distance there? And then he would like write it down.
0: I just like to remember these things. That's all. I have my notes from like the last five Super Bowls, dude. Anyway, wow. let's not make this the Phil show. I'm not interested in that. I would <laughs> like to divert the attention. I wanted to credit Alex because look, people know I've had an on again, off again relationship with Kyle Shanahan. I, I hated him. I loved him. I probably loved him first for anybody in the C.J. Beathard game. I'm fully out. I think this guy's a generational choker. <laughs> he, the fact you you play three Super Bowls and you gas 10 point leads in all of them, and I get <laughs> the Chiefs all the Super two Bowls they've won, all three, do, When he was with the Falcons and when he, was, yeah, I
3: guess that counts. Yeah. He, did he have a yeah, 10 point a lead with 10. the with the Niners last time?
0: Fourth quarter, 20 to 10.
2: Wow. And, yep. no, but see, was, Garoppolo shouldn't. What we're saying is Garoppolo is getting too much to blame yeah well Shanahan was a better coach
3: Garoppolo would have hit that pass
0: no here's what I'm saying I think Shanahan's a great coach he's an he's a nine out of ten but the guy's a generational bottler dude he's a James Harden-esque bottler and the only way to sum this game up is the Niners are up 10 nothing and for some reason for the next 20 minutes of game time McCaffrey gets one carry like, what was he doing? He was throwing every time. Did you see what every time. he
1: was toward the end of the game there? like
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And that was one of my biggest takeaways from the game. Like, McCaffrey is a freak. I know he had 3.6 yards of carry, but the guy was like 170 all-purpose, 90 receiving yards, however many rushing yards. The guy went off. And the fact that he just put him on ice when you want to bleed the clock down, when you want to get him more involved – that was just coaching malpractice. And I'm, a, you know, Shanahan will walk to 12-5 and five every year. But if you look at these playoffs, and I don't want to be a revisionist, revisionists, should have lost to the Packers at home, in all honesty. Should have lost to the Lions at home. And then this, I don't know, man. The guy's got some kind of bottling gene in him because this is, we have a lot of sample size now. There's just a lot of it. And Alex wow. Alex deserves the credit for this. He's the first guy. You know how he feels about the <laughs> we Niners. Do.
1: We do have a lot of sample size. And, oh, I mean, just, just pointing just I mean, every time the camera panned to him on the sideline, I just couldn't picture myself seeing this guy lift up the Lombardi trophy. There's
2: just no way. And it, just to add to that, I mean, there's that also, you know, there's also that famous stat that up until, you know, two games prior to this, he was like, zero 30 when trailing going into the fourth quarter. So it's clear this guy doesn't. I know Adam, you know, isn't a fan of this take, but I mean, the, the reality is he's. You know, not the most, uh, not the best when it comes to to the end of the game. Well,
3: first of all, three games is not a big sample size. You can flip a coin three times in a row; it could be heads three times in a row. It doesn't uh, matter. No.
2: <laughs> but, but no, no, no. Uh, it's well, not 50-50 if you're up. 10. Though, you to the Super yeah. Bowl
1: like twenty it's, times.
2: It's not a fifty. It's not a coin flip if you're up ten.
3: Yeah, I'm not saying okay. So then, if we use that, leads into my second argument. Thank you, Owen. Um, oh, Adam, Adam,
0: I mean, Adam won that one. If you look (laughs) at
3: if you look at uh I mean the whole his record when he's down in the fourth quarter or whatever, hate to like be that guy, but I think most coaches end up losing when they're down in the fourth quarter. Like that's not a rare thing.
2: So first of all though, I like unless we know the stat like the percentage on that, I'm assuming it's not zero. Okay, but I'm not Um, comparing
1: but I don't want to compare him like Brandon Staley though. Yeah.
2: I'm not, to, yeah. I'm not going to compare him to crappy coaches.
1: He's considered one of the best coaches in the NFL.
2: Yeah. We're comparing him to Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin. Andy Reid. Yeah. Andy you know, Reid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, and I don't want to yeah. divert off this, because. but Andy Reid, like the guy, he, he's money in the bank. That last drive, the Chiefs' yeah. overtime drive was insane. They were just killing yeah. the clock neutering the Niners defense. They were drained by the end of it. And then he sets them up with the play that he won the Super Bowl on last year. Like that was amazing stuff. And that's exactly it. Shanahan's good enough in the regular season where he gets compared to those guys. He's not compared to the Brandon Staley's, the Mike McCarthy's cheap shot. At whoever else is at the middle or the bottom of the coaching pile, like he needs to finish these games. And look, we can go back. You don't even have to take those Super Bowl ones alone. Mention the playoff games that he played in this year. The game where they were up in the fourth quarter against LA, the year LA won the Super Bowl. Like the only times that he's had great playoff wins is against another all time choker, Aaron Rodgers, another cheap shot. But there's a lot of data. There's a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how you how you justify not playing McCaffrey. That's Like, were you saving him? What were you saving him for exactly? To let the Chiefs creep back into the game, then use him? Like, I don't get that.
0: Especially if you've played the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl before. You you were calling the plays in that game, and you weren't running then either. So what is it? Because it's the exact same thing that happened to him. Like, did he learn nothing? They could have killed that clock out with the way McCaffrey was playing. I'm certain of it.
2: Crazy and andy reed i know i know you know maybe more goat talk but he's i think he's the goat
0: it's hard to upseed bill really
2: i
3: well he is a system coach oh yeah, yeah Bill,
2: he is a system coach that's why he's getting no high andy reed got fired off like a three and ten or whatever or three and sorry like a three and thirteen and he got hired immediately that should tell you all you need to know. Bill Bill couldn't get a job with, with like eight vacancies. Raw, raw. Raw. Raw.
0: Raw vacancy talk. That's why he's uh-huh. the GOAT. Let's go. I Let's know go. really one of my favorite Did, has moments. Has any Reid
1: ever taken a second interview? <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. Uh, one of my favorite
0: one. moments in show history really is the time that we had that TikTok where Owen said that, Bill Belichick's a system coach, and that guy was in the comments <laughs> saying, The coach is the system. What are you talking about? Really, just one of the all time comebacks. It's just always makes me smile. <laughs> but I saw Mahomes after the game, and this sort of feeds into the goat talk thing where he's like, I wouldn't say I'm better than Brady because I lost to Brady in the Super Bowl and in the AFC Championship game. Like, that's literally what he said after the game, which is going to be hard. To upstage for the rest of his career, if that's what he's saying, like if he holds himself to that level, which is obviously what the best do.
1: So you're saying, like, I guess you'd need eight Super Bowls then, right, to justify?
0: Yeah. Adam, yeah. Adam says, "What's he going to say? Like, I wouldn't construct the argument against myself if that was if that was me up there. Uh, I I think oh he's yeah, just I agree. Trying to be and that's probably not the first yeah. thing
1: I'm saying after I win the Super Bowl. I don't need to talk about Tom Brady.
0: Well, somebody right? asked him. To be fair, it wasn't like he yeah. was like, oh, I'm okay. not better than Tom okay. Brady because. X Y and Z but Andy Reid probably the greatest play offensive play caller ever yeah
2: in my lifetime I think it behooves Mahomes though to not make goat the goat case for himself if you actually want that to like be something that endures and is a narrative that is popular I think it's got to come from like outside of yourself you can't be the one to propagate that Oh yeah I see what you're saying yeah
0: I think if you're like, like the Chiefs are a full-on dynasty at this point. So it's hard to say that a lot of these guys aren't in the GOAT discussion if at their positions if they're not already. Mahomes is already in that, debated if he'll get the accolades the rest of his career to match Tom's. Andy Reid, you can certainly make the case that he's one of the most revolutionary coaches ever with the stuff he's done and across 20 years where he's appeared in Super Bowls with Philadelphia and obviously with all the success with Kansas City. When Travis Kelsey made that catch in the fourth quarter, look, that's like a career-defining play to take them inside the 20 when they were sort of bordering on a long field goal, that third and seven where, you know, the kickers in this game were amazing. Obviously, it's likely the Bucker would have made it no matter the distance, but that run, and Adam said it's the fastest next-gen stats. What was the number? They clocked it at the fastest run of his career, right?
3: Yeah, they said 19 miles per hour is the fastest he's run in the last seven seasons.
0: Yeah. And that's like stuff that, you know, Gronk made that catch against the Rams. That's the only play I really remember from that game when he was sort of on his last legs in his last season. I sort of think of Kelsey similarly where, you know, this is a game he's taken out of the first half and then the second half, what, nine catches that huge one to put them in position to tie the game? Like, he is certainly, to me, the best tight end I've ever seen for the longevity part. I know we had that discussion, but this is the type of accolades you get when you're... A dynasty, and I know they were talking all on the broadcast. Jim Nance and Tony Romo had their Chiefs undies on all game. But you know, if they can get three in a row, like this, is going to be the greatest team of all time. And it's like we've said, not so much. Has no one team. Done
1: three in a row before? I don't think anyone has. Let me check. Oh, because no, if no one has and they do, yeah, that's pretty tough to yeah, no one argue done against. It. No. Damn, yeah, Cowboys and Pats have done too
0: and this, you know, what it sets up because it's the other team to do three in a row. Last dance, Kelsey, Andy Reid getting oh. up there. I just wrote the book for him.
2: Last dance. That's that's
0: yeah. That's
2: why he didn't retire. And and they both him. So both Mahomes and Kelsey mentioned the 3 Pete. So I'm sure this is something that they planned. Like that's I would Have imagine why he didn't retire. To win. Well, I think they they plan to uh, you know if they win he's going to stay another year. So that's all planned out
0: yeah mm-hmm. and I I bet you know with Kingsbury going to Washington, I bet they bring back the enemy. He's probably involved.
1: Wow. wow wow. how on earth did they how on earth did the Bengals beat this team in
0: see? <laughs> now we're talking 20, Alex
1: 21
0: because I was gonna say what does it say about our boy Joe Burrow that he's the only guy? Other than Tom Brady to knock off Mahomes, it says something to me.
1: Like, oh, what the heck? Now, now it's really crazy—the fact that this guy actually beat him. That's insane. They're
0: silent over there. The haters are sick.
1: Yup, that's my guy, my dog, Joe Burrow, and he was injured this year. So we, you know, you never know what could happen. How raw would it be if Joe Burrow stomps all over their three feet next year? That's, now we're cooking. That's
0: where I was going, dude. Verbal TikTok. Yeah. Only one man can stop the dynasty. And then it's, like, the video of him in the snow throwing when he does the spin around. That's the first shot because that's so icy. And then maybe some, like, post-game clips, you know, outfit pics. Verbal
2: TikTok gets a guy in their car, please, Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me, Joe Burrow? Yeah. 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 Save us, Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of
1: edits of him, like, losing the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, but you can make this all right. And oh. Kid Cudi music in the background. Yeah, and then some Kid Cudi music. Yeah, his yeah. friend Kid
0: Cudi, who, who helps him pick outfits and clothes like all his friends do. Um, We'd yeah. be
1: pretty good TikTok directors. We would be. Yeah, we just tell people what to do, and they'd line, line up some nice TikToks.
0: Like Christopher Nolan. That will be us behind yeah. the iPhone lens. We
1: executive produce TikToks.
0: <laughs> it's just us standing behind a guy on yep. CapCut,
1: and we're like, yo, slide like,
0: yep. that one over a little bit. Yep, that looks nice. That's the way to do it. But... 49ers look. I don't know if I want to really like. I think they could have won that game if they run the ball, but like I said, I can't really get on them too bad because, like I said, I think Mahomes was going to score no matter what. But what does it say that you know, Kittle one catch or two catches? I mean, he was just a total non factor. Debo, I know he was hurt in the second half, but he couldn't. I three catches, 30 yards. Ayuk, very quiet. McCaffrey's going to turn up no matter what. Juwan Jennings was their best offensive player, not named McCaffrey. Is that a Chiefs credit or are you anti Niners, anti Brock Purdy after this? I think I'm more on Chiefs credit.
2: I don't know. I don't really fault Brock Purdy. I think he had probably exactly the game I would have expected him to have. And, you know, I think the defense for the Niners was maybe even like, I was really not expecting much from them and and maybe in some ways they even outperformed expectations but um I think the Chiefs were just impressive because they did what they did against the uh you know against the Bills and against the the Ravens which was make plays when they needed to make plays like he summed it up really well I think in the post game like he said our defense plays well and like keeps us where we need to be and then when our offense needs to make plays we make plays and that really is how they win games and how they've won games down the stretch so I was impressed with that
1: I, I agree with Owen. Yeah, hundred percent. As much as it pains me to say, like, I think it's totally more more about the Chiefs. Um, I can't hate too much, especially on like the players of of San Francisco. I think Brock was doing what he could. Um, I thought he played his game for the most part, right? Um, but yeah, not getting some guys involved, I think, was definitely tough for them. Kittle, McCaffrey. I don't know. I feel like they were maybe just taking too many deep shots. As well, I feel like they were trying to get to Ayuk quite a few times, when they maybe didn't need to get to Ayuk, and and especially with how good McDuffie and uh Need yeah. I think were playing on both yeah. sides. Mm-hmm. Like I know Chris Jones is a beast too, but let's try and you know find something else. So I want to be a hater, so I I'm going more let's Niners go. hate,
0: yeah,
3: especially Purdy.
0: Yeah,
3: pretty well. Dude, he was fine. drafted
1: last overall, though. He's
3: dude. Mr. Put he relevant, Put 10 other QBs in his spot, and they're winning that game.
0: Adam kept saying that. I, I don't know. He's like, Dak doesn't yeah. do that. It's like, well, Dak was eliminated a month ago. so. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Dak,
3: <laughs> that Dak's was never in that spot. That was trolling, but also okay, kind of true. Okay.
0: I knew you uh. meant it deep down. I, I think Brock did what he could. Like, that, like we say, that's an amazing defense he's going against. I'm not giving him really the blame pie. I'm not expecting him to make plays to win the win the Super Bowl. Really, the team's built around other guys. They got to give the ball to McCaffrey and let him do his work. He's the best offensive player in the league. Um, so I'm not putting any blame on him. I, I think it's just a play calling thing for them and a Chiefs defense that I know. Like Jones is a free agent. Sneed's a free agent. If those guys leave, they might have some problems. But this uh, the defense obviously deserves a bulk of the credit. To be the first half, I really was not loving the game, but I think look, you, you got game defining plays in the second half, kind of some like very memorable moments. I liked the halftime. I I liked this Super Bowl quite a bit. I'm giving it an eight point five out of ten. Better than last year's Super Bowl, in my opinion.
3: I also really liked it. I mean, Phil was bring the mood down for sure for the majority of the game. But hey,
0: whoa! What, how was I mean, you were that? you were hating. Yeah, I was going Alex mode.
3: Yeah, Alex was hating heavily and Phil also just until like the end of the third quarter just kept saying in every group chat and to me the whole time like this is giving me Patriots Rams vibes like this sucks and I'm like, yeah. you know, it's nice. It's a defensive battle. They're keeping it close. You know, it- it'll be a nice end to the game and I mean, it was and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll also give it an
0: 8.5 better than last year.
3: Last year was a sick game. No, I'm not saying better than last year. Last year was good.
1: Yeah, well, I would give it like eight. a six point five.
2: <laughs> I think,
1: I think Adam, Adam was to something. Like when there's a big group of guys and all the boys just start like hating? building that negative energy, like that hating energy. There's just something to it. So six point five. Chiefs one bad halftime show. Yeah, not not for me. <laughs>
3: Alex, I did want to ask you uh what you thought of
1: like the Kelsey clip where he like oh, runs that was over Reed so out of pocket like hitting his coach like that God, pushing him over that was so out of pocket.
0: I'm pretty to no. that sentence I was so against forward.
1: that. I was like pretty pissed. <laughs> like yeah, he's a football that. player. God,
2: yeah, Adam, you are not born over the coach. Body dude.
1: checking your like 7-year-old coach.
2: Elder abuse. Yeah, and hadn't he done that before? He's he's done he's touched him before, this year.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, no,
2: I, don't know. I don't know if he did. But oh, let me double check. Do, Maybe some, I'm just losing my mind.
0: do some research on that. I thought it was crazy out of pocket, but really, second most out of pocket thing about Travis Kelsey today. First thing, he made the Chiefs cry with his pregame speech. No, he did not <laughs> make the Chiefs cry with his pregame speech. No shot.
2: He made the Chiefs cry I was sick.
0: "You know, you look at the odds for next year. I hate to sound like a broken record. Why, like, I have them written down, but why would anybody pick against the Chiefs at six to one? Like, what? Do you, like, it's the most obvious pick. Only on the case board. is
1: Burrow. I'm not even joking.
0: And he's at fifteen to one. Niners are four to one. Chiefs are six to one. Ravens nine to one. Lions, Bills twelve to one. Cowboys, Bengals fifteen to one. Like." Any, anything but the Chiefs or Joe B is is throwing it away. Can I interest you in Chargers at thirty to one on?
1: Nope.
2: Yep. Oh, actually, I, I, I a forgot about that. I, I check like that. Fifth and we, we we've got to forget. We can't forget that the Jets are going to have a <laughs> rogers Rodgers back. Oh, he. I I'm can't forget. I can't. I don't forget. know
1: who's more of a road. The Jets or the Chargers.
0: There's a lot of throwdown.
3: Oh, and I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I think you like the Chargers more than the Jets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It's okay.
0: Nice. Sw- I swing fan. I hate finding a new favorite team again, Owen.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not looking for a new favorite team. I I do like the Chargers quite a bit. <laughs> people know this,
1: dude. I'm telling you, their fans are legit. They get a bad rep. I'm telling you, there was a lot of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I kind of liked the, the, the Jets at first because of Zach Wilson, and now he's out of the picture. It's True, like, brah, so you might, as
3: well, you might as well be out of the picture. Dude, just drop uh, them.
0: Drop them right now.
3: Just drop them, dude.
0: You don't want this life, man. They're a cursed franchise. Just give them
3: or up. Or you can do the Alex where you drop them, and then two weeks later you're saying we. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: you can do that because sometimes you just don't know how much you miss each other.
2: And we'll see. We'll have to
1: see how this offseason goes. For all. <laughs> okay. What did yeah. you...
3: offseason for Owen. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let's go. It's his signing time. Dude, He's doing free yeah. agency now.
0: NFL free agency begins like March 10th. Owen's free agency begins now. Like, you got to start impressing him right now. What did you make of the report? Because this involves both of your teams. Did you see Aaron Rodgers once again trying to make Super Bowl morning about himself by obviously leaking yeah. that he is recruiting Devontae Adams hard to the Jets? But the best part of the Ian Rapport report, if you scroll down, was he said the Raiders are hesitant because the Raiders are in win now mode. So <laughs> what? What?
1: But they said we're going to have a quarterback too. Like, So I'm pretty excited to see what happens with that. But I don't know how we're in win now mode when we don't really even have our quarterback of the future.
0: Like, why are you in win now mode when Mahomes is in his prime and in your division? Yeah. Like, now's the time to get picked. Win now mode.
1: And we don't know who's going to start on week one next year. So not sure how that works.
0: To be fair, your Super Bowl odds are 75 to one.
1: I don't want to hear about that.
0: Who do you think has the worst Super Bowl odds? The
2: Panthers. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. not even close. They're 300 to one. The next team's 150. Wow. To one.
2: What are the Jets?
0: 30 to one. 30. Okay. Hey, that's good value. You're in there with the Rams, Chargers, and Jags.
1: Yeah. I'd really? would in that bunch. Oh, that's pretty raw. What's oh, raw about that? I thought you'd be a little more are like te-
2: disappointed in that. Well, those are all teams that I think have a good. Uh, I love Jags sense. are a role model team. Owen, Someone's <laughs> 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 like raw <laughs> We're with the Rams. Well, I would have been. I would have been the guy. The Rams are pretty good. I would have been <laughs> more concerned if it was like you're with the Falcons.
0: Well, the Falcons are down at fifty. They're with the Browns and yeah. the Colts, which I would say is a more accurate representation of where I would leave the Jets. <laughs> dude. And this list is ugly. I think the worst bet on the board is the bears at 40 to one. That's, that's gotta be the worst odds ever. That should be about a hundred. Were you happy with the awards, zone? I knew you were, you know, not to make you sound like an evil person, but you were King Joe Flacco should win comeback player of the year. So are you happy? With I was that? happy with it's that. Turned
2: out? Good, good. Yeah. I did. Th- I just think the comeback player of the year, like, I get the Demarc Hamlin stuff, obviously, and I think obviously he deserves recognition. But to me, the Comeback Player of the Year award is like a uh, it's like a performance based award as a football player. Uh, That's why I was a fan there. But yeah, no, I I I have never watched the NFL Honors. I uh, have never had any interest, and I don't think I ever will. But
3: I was never watched
0: it. We I should have started with our resident expert. Yeah.
3: Well, even as like a. Like when you were younger you wouldn't watch it no especially not i mean i i could have
2: watched i wasn't even doing anything that night but i i watched uh i watched usc cal that was was just a fantastic game yeah i loved it
0: let's go dude i love college basketball lock-in time adam adam is king nfl honors though and he was up there Saying that Micah Parsons is better than Micah Parsons is better than T.J. Watt because Micah Parsons showed up to the awards and shook Miles Garrett's hand. That's why he's better than T.J. Watt. That's well,
3: what the the stunt T.J. Watt pulled was pretty unacceptable. Are you excusing what he did? No, he's J.J.
0: Watt's brother. He's he's gonna have the cringe genes in him. Yeah, that was
3: incredibly cringe.
1: Speaking of J.J. Watt, did anyone see that like 2004 haircut hairstyle? Oh, I
0: did. I noticed. Like,
2: <laughs> a little Y2K frosted tips. Yeah. Dude, well, he's
1: acting like he's like, like a 2008 player in like the OHL or something. Like <laughs> heat. Like Phil knows what I'm talking about. I do, dude. He's like, like so heat.
0: bedhead is in. I got to make it look cool. all messy. By the way, JJ Watt. Look, I, I know he's wearing a helmet all those years. Uh, I think a trip to Turkey happened for JJ Watt. Cause that head of hair was not growing like that the last 15 years. And that's fine. You know, God, why are we dissing a trip to Turkey? Well, that's what I was going to say. A couple of people loaded, on this show, loaded, loaded. no, no, a couple people on this show, including <laughs> me, might need a trip to Turkey in the future. So I don't want to get on that. But, you know, it was a little bit jarring that all of a sudden he's not blonde and he's got a full head of hair.
3: <laughs> I mean, I respect it. <laughs>
0: wrong i really wish i watched on the nickelodeon feed because it looked like there were some highlights <coughs> well, can on we even watch it on that I, well we could just pull up on the computer and just like cast it to the tv right illegally well
3: i don't know some things are pretty hard to find illegally online
0: yeah we can get no into cap. that if we can get into that later <laughs> i but the plankton taking over the broadcast looked awesome like that was sick but he uh, took it over like in the first quarter plankton hijacked the broadcast because he's evil
2: and what was he doing? What was he saying?
0: Like he just he popped up and like took over the field to play. He was he was on the control sticks. I mean I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't watching it, but I just heard about it after the fact. Sounded awesome. W- what did
2: we think of uh, Tony's performance?
1: I was more down for like I didn't know they can't throw it back, but I'm more down for Al Michaels and uh, yeah, and and, and Chris,
0: for old times' yeah.
1: sake. Well, like, even even one one of the one of the two. One of the two. I just need to hear at least one of their voices. But and Nance I'm okay with, but Romo was kinda heat.
2: Yeah. Like I know Al's obviously like kind of non-functional as a broadcaster just because he's just so old and yeah. He's lost his lost his fastball, but I mean Tony Romo just like at the end of the game, just talking a mile a minute on minutes yeah. for minutes and minutes on end is is like a bit annoying. Well I, we called like, it, I just like it was bit, the Tony show. It was was, Yeah. It was a Tony. Like he just needs to let the moment breathe and he has no ability to do that. He was like still trying to like break down stuff like after the game. It's like stop talking.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, Tony Romo, you guys are right. He needs to let it breathe. And Jim Nance is an all-time didn't-let-it-breathe guy because when Villanova hit the shot to win the national championship, he's screaming over the crowd for the 15 seconds after it goes in. Phenomenal to win the championship. Jenkins, it's like just shut it for a second and let the crowd yeah. do the talking for you. Some of these guys don't know how to do that properly. But I, Tony Romo, you guys are right. Just a mile a minute and... Kind of kind of a tough listen,
2: but yeah, and then he, there's the like four plays in a row, he circled the five guys back. It's like five <laughs> yeah. guys back, and then you do the yellow circle and you did that like three three plays in a row.
0: Man, what happened, man? Because I you know what it is? We it's, all know what happened. Yeah, Simmons is right. The NFL neutered yeah. him, couldn't let him predict plays anymore because it was giving teams an advantage. Bill Simmons. The Hall of Fame class, last thing on football, it's kind of cool that we now know like the players that are in the hall of fame class, you know,
1: it is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Like Julius Peppers was awesome. Like I was very happy that he made the hall of fame. Patrick Willis, another favorite, Andre Johnson, one of Alex's favorites.
1: Oh, I love Andre Johnson. He's got one of the best fight tapes ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney. It makes me happy that we know, you know, them all
1: like we, we know them all. It's awesome. Yeah. Really awesome. You don't really ever question yourself anymore saying, oh, who's this guy? When did he play? How did he play? It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So I do like that. And that's football season, dude. It's over. It's a wrap. Uh, what a season.
1: Yep. Went by quick. Really did. Man, cheating on the Giants over <laughs> to now. Went by quick.
0: Was that, was that your highlight no, of the season? Like was
1: yesterday, dude. I was just at my grandma's house texting Adam like, actually, I want giants under
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that your highlight of the season
1: yeah it actually was that was really funny
0: <laughs> the nfl offseason's kind of long it's like six or seven months but you know i'm kind of ready to let this season fly away i'm ready to turn <laughs> the page i don't know why but usually i'm like upset i'm kind of disappointed i know i'll be missing it in, in april and stuff but i'm ready to let this bird take off Head south and migrate. A nice spring of hoops, whatever else.
2: Me too, Phil. Yeah, no, me too.
0: March Madness. That's what's next on the calendar. I should say or well, we should mention a couple things before we get to the movie. The NBA trade deadline. We can get to Alex's Raptors in a second, but I do want to ask Owen if there was any moves that that moved the needle for him. Because it was a pretty quiet deadline, and I know you're you're a casual NBA observer during the regular season. So were there any moves that you saw that you were like, damn, that's interesting or any teams that you were interested in, that they didn't do anything? What jumped out to you?
2: Uh, I mean, I was surprised like the Lakers and warriors didn't really do anything just because especially the Lakers, I was expecting a move of some sort. I don't know. Nothing else really surprised me. I need someone to explain the did move. I, I don't really understand. Like I could for- imagine it's some sort of salary thing, but I don't really understand. Like, was Schroeder making a bag or like? I I don't really get that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they wanted to get off of Schroeder's contract because Dinwiddie's like a free agent this summer, but Schroeder's a free agent, I think next summer. So I think they just did a quick move to let go of the get or get rid of that extra year, uh, get free up some cap space for this year.
0: Bro, but the fact that okay.
1: Dinwiddie and and D'Angelo Russell are going to be on the same team is so he. Why are we trying to hinder D'Angelo Russell's like recent development into a top ten point card in the league? Seriously. well, General Russell's been playing unbelievable the last, yeah, like, he's, sick. he's yeah. so good now. He's serious. Really I'm not good. even joking. He's actually unreal.
0: No, I agree. But, like, I don't know. I still am kind of hesitant. I think he's going to go turtle back into his old ways. But I do understand the Lakers, like, and Alex and I have long been aligned on this. The idea that people are like, get LeBron help. LeBron needs help. The Lakers being where they are is LeBron's fault. Like, they have a good team. When LeBron and Davis sat, they blew out the Celtics in TD Garden. I don't want to hear about LeBron's supporting cast not being up to par. LeBron not trying on defense is his fault. It's not anybody else's fault. So I was okay with them doing nothing, but I was a little surprised because it seems like the first time they've actually pushed back to him because obviously he was... Running around doing the uh, eye gla- over the hourglass emoji and the Knicks towel and doing all the LeBron stuff. I was happy the Lakers didn't bend the knee. Like here's Spencer Dinwiddie, let's, dude.
1: Let's go, Rob. Yeah, Rob did good.
0: What about Masai? Did he do good?
1: I don't know. He's been doing good and then bad for some trades. So I'm still like Phil asked me last week, "What are your thoughts on the trade deadline?" I still don't really have an answer. So I don't know how we didn't get rid of Brown. I don't see how he fits into our like team next year. I don't see how Trent fits into this team. I don't see how a lot of guys fit into this team. I think we made some random, like kind of unnecessary trades, like trading Otto Porter and uh, whoever was like, Otto Porter was not vital to move, nor was really Thad Young and uh, shorter. I think like Bruce Brown and Trent would have been more vital to move. People are hyping up this like Baji guy. He's an older player. He's like 23. I think he's turning 24 soon. So Hasn't really found his game in Utah. So I don't know. I wasn't really a fan of our trade deadline, but it is what it is. I, you know, looking at the OG deal, I think was really good. But looking back at the Pascal deal, I told Phil, when you look back at the Pascal deal for Pascal Siakam, a, a, a second guy on a championship team, and you got two first round picks, Bruce Brown and Jordan Wara, Kelly Olenek, it's not not which what, not what you'd imagine someone like Pascal would fetch. So it's I think it's their own fault for not moving earlier.
0: Yeah, and I said to you, what would have been better for them is just trading Pascal straight up for Dejounte, because that's something the Hawks (coughs) I know would have done. And then we're trying to rehabilitate him. I know he's played like crap on defense last two years since he left the Spurs, but trying to rehabilitate him is way more worthwhile than a couple crappy first round picks at the end of the twenties, right? Like that's that's I know you got quickly and stuff, but you shouldn't be basing your team decisions around quickly like. He was coming off the bench for the Knicks. He can do it for you too. I I don't like the way they approach things. I, there's a couple interesting ones. Like I love Charlotte rebuilding the rebuild. That's just always one of my personal favorites. It's like, okay, like I don't like our first rebuild. Let's just run it. Let's just do it again. Trade the young guys that we've been rebuilding around. I weirdly like the Dallas trades. I think Dallas is going to be a good playoff team with Gafford and and PJ. I thought Oklahoma City needed a big, but this is more of an Adam thing. I, I'm just happy that they got the one League of Legends player in the NBA because it really solidifies Adam's NBA fandom, I would say.
3: I was pretty happy. I mean, it was getting annoying hearing Bill say every week, like, oh, KC can make a run if they make a trade. Like, if they make a trade, if that, like, uh, I don't care, man. I think the team is fine. I, I'm obviously, I'm not an NBA guy, but like.
2: <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I, I, I disagree. Well, what did you big. want them to do? Like trade for Bert?
0: Yeah, or or wow. Gafford if Gafford Gafford's a yeah. it, honestly. Or OG or Siakam.
3: Those are
1: new OG owners. would have been nice. You think we could have
3: just got Siakam like that? You got a hell. You total guys have all yeah, the assets totally totally in the world
2: easily. You could have got
1: anybody you wanted to. Literally anybody. God. I mean, you guys could have traded for like Paul George back if you wanted to, or you know, yeah. some crazy.
0: Yeah, like I'm. I would set my sights a little higher than Gordon Hayward, who's never available. Like just. Like if he's playing, it's lucky. But we have Chet. He's
1: well, Chet's gonna go position. up against Jokic in the playoffs, so yeah. If, if you guys want to go through.
3: I mean, Jokic was too scared to play Chet last time.
1: Oh shit. Oh, okay, okay. Receipts. We got him. <laughs> I mean it's Who? true. He did he literally didn't play. Yeah. He's gonna Who? have to go up against Anthony Davis and Jokic, bro, in the West.
2: I was thinking about this last night. Who on the Clippers is guarding Jokic? Is that is Zubat's gonna be able to? do Yeah, that? it's
1: probably a Zubat's matchup, but yeah,
2: is he is he good enough to like slow him down at all? I mean, is anyone well, no good enough? Is. Yeah,
1: no one is. I mean, it's even like Gobert. I think the, the best guy you can put on Jokic is Davis or Chet, and even Davis gets, gets the or Wendy work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or Zach Collins. Well, yeah, Zach Collins,
0: Zach Collins. I uh, don't even get me started. Uh, <laughs> Nobody can guard Jokic. So like to try to match up with him, you just need guys who can accumulate. Like Chet will foul out in 20 minutes when he gets Jokic. Jokic will put him on the block and put his ass in the hoop. I don't, I don't care what you say. Jokic will give him the work and he'll do it to anybody. So you just need guys who can pick up and use all their fouls. Like it's not a bad thing. Clippers kind of got some bigs. Mason Plumlee can, can grind some minutes. He he practiced with Jokic for what, like five or six years. He was with Denver for quite a while. So maybe he knows something. Yeah. I'm in on the clips, but that's me too, all the way. Been documented. They'd be the title favorite, but I really, I, I think Dallas, honestly, and I'm not a huge Luca guy, but I, I really like the team they they put around him. Just lob threats and Kyrie to sort of hang out in the corner and make some plays. I think they could definitely eliminate anybody in the West for a seven game period. I don't know about them to win a title, but they obviously have a chance to have the best player in any series. So, I, I, I like what they did.
2: I love what the Knicks did, too, over the past few weeks. Yeah. Like, they had, to me, they're the big winners.
0: And the Pistons are the big losers, because, like, I don't know how you're only getting Quentin Grimes for Bogdanovich. Like, Quentin Grimes is not that sick.
2: Yeah, and Bogdanovich seems like one of the better assets. Yeah. That was available.
0: I think so. I think the Knicks, man, like, I know some NBA people whose name might rhyme with Sil Bimmons, love to give you the impression that the Celtics, this unbeatable team, but I'm very convinced the Knicks could take him out. I think the Heat could take him out. I think the Sixers yeah. with Joel could take him out. Like, I don't think that there's some unstoppable force.
1: Hot, hot take, hot take. I think Jalen Brunson can go toe-to-toe with Tatum, like, easy. Yeah, like, and easy. I,
2: love, I love the Knicks bench. Like, I was watching them versus Dallas, and Brunson wasn't playing, OG wasn't playing, um, and I mean, they had Vin, Vin, DiVincenzo had thirty. Josh Hart had like twenty five. Like they have like scores up and down the lineup.
0: Yeah, and you look and at some of the, wasn't
2: playing either. Like they, it's a really deep team.
0: Yeah, Mitchell Robinson too. You you look yeah. at some of the things that they did too, where it's like, okay, we'll recoup a couple seconds for Obi Toppin, and then it's not like they're picking up aging players. Like Josh Hart's in his prime. DiVincenzo's in his prime. Like. They got a lot of good pieces for not very much, and they still have a ton of picks available. So I know, like, Zach Lowe's like, oh, the Knicks are operating like the smartest team in the NBA. K, like, the Thunder have 36 draft picks in the next six seasons. I would maybe give them a head in that department. But, look, the Knicks have really turned things around. And, obviously, they got super lucky with how good Brunson ended up being, but they also deserve the credit for actually being willing to pay him that much. So it's not like it's a total sham, but realistically, I think the East is wide open and they have as good a chance as anybody. And you say, it's cause like, look, all those guys are missing time, but they have such an identity where it's like, we're just going to work. And if you play minutes, you're going to have to actually give it your all. Like it's not a show up and half ass type of culture. Those guys actually grind. So Owen picked his own of interest. And as it turns Didn't out, watch it. well, let's not, I'm actually willing to give Owen a pass on this one because I did do some searching to find the movie and i don't know like how people are seeing this if they're not going to the theater
2: yeah yeah like i went i i was looking for it yesterday afternoon because i had a period of time i was gonna watch you know i wanted to watch it and i checked you know the three or four sites that i would normally think of (laughs) and i couldn't find it so then i fired up eza and i watched that and then today I was like, okay, let me do a deeper dive on my computer. And so I looked at my computer yeah. and I went on Reddit and I found a list of like 10 sites and I couldn't find it on any of them. So then I just sort of, you know, I said, maybe I waved the white flag a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: you're over. Maybe two. it's like revisit a month. Yeah. When it's a bit older.
0: When it's not going to be talked about, but I don't yeah. fault
2: you because it was impossible
0: to find. I just like to poke some jokes at Owen oh two win, but that's, you know. That's that's just how I'm gonna roll with it. But Adam didn't check it out either. Alex and I went to the theater, and well, let's start with Adam picking the movie for next week. Let's let's get this out there. Adam, what are you picking?
3: Well, we already know what it's gonna be.
1: Yeah, it rhymes with last lives. Yeah. yeah, past lives.
0: Raw. Looks like a great movie. I'm not gonna it lie.
1: It looks like it looks sick.
3: I mean, for a little backstory, I remember Phil was telling me about the Plaza Theater. Uh, when he went for the first time So I'm like oh this looks cool So then I checked some show times And it just It was past lives like a week in a row And I was like wow this looks sick And then I watched the trailer and I'm like oh I want to watch this So yeah that's kind of where this originated
0: Okay I'm looking forward to it And we can go to the plaza I'm down to go this week and check it out um, But for Zone of Interest Alex and I went on Friday night To the theater And wow I haven't stopped thinking about it for two days. To be honest, yep. I was—I'm completely blown away. I thought it was pretty unbelievable movie. I've never really seen anything quite like it. I don't know where you landed two days later, Alex, but I thought it just got better with time.
1: I agree. I agree. I think—I um, think it was really interesting to take that perspective. The yeah, perspective of the people that are inflicting this like evil. It's a story about um, the Auschwitz camp and. Essentially, just the family, who's who, like the dad, the father, the husband, um, is like the head guy at Auschwitz, and just what their daily lives are like, living on the other side of the wall, of where like thousands and thousands of people are being killed daily. It's a very, it's a, it's a subtle movie in the sense that it doesn't actually show you anything graphic, which I think plays into its brilliance. Um, it's a movie where just like the most simplest things, like walking through a garden, something that's supposed to be like very peaceful and, yeah. and serene, um, or kids playing with toys and stuff, you know, stuff that's just supposed to be normal, um, is very unsle- unsettling because of the sounds that you hear coming across the wall. Cause this house is located, like I said, right beside the wall. Um, and you're just hearing screens and gunshots at night, um, when it's dark, you're awoken by like a huge orange, like a cloud of fire that lights up the whole sky and turns it orange, and it really makes you think. It's, it was a tough movie to watch, um, but I think that uh, I think the movie went for an uns- unsettling aspect, and I think it achieved that. Those scenes at the beginning, Phil and I didn't really understand. Like there was some interesting music scenes where it was just black or just red. It was yeah. just a red screen or just a black screen, and it played very unsettling music. And I think it set the tone for the entire movie. Um, and yeah, I think I think it did a pretty good job of delivering its message.
0: Well, it was a it was a brutal movie to watch. Like you're you're so unsettled the whole time, and l- the first minute is just a black screen with music that's so like unsettling, you literally want to, yeah, you literally want to cover your ears. Like it's, it's that like type of high pitched, like it really like bothers your eardrums to be honest. And it sets the tone of like, even when the screen is black, this movie is not going to be nice to watch. And there's no, every like camera shot is so like removed that it feels like you're just in the house. Like it feels like you're your own character I've never really seen a movie like this where the whole time you're like completely uncomfortable. And it's not like it's uncomfortable because you're being shown graphic things. It's you're uncomfortable. It's the environment that yeah. it
1: puts you in kind of okay?
0: exactly. It's exactly yeah, that. It's not
1: throwing a lot of things in your face.
0: It's throwing nothing in your face. Really?
1: It's throwing nothing in your face. It's just the environment that it puts you in. That makes you feel really uncomfortable and the things you're hearing and just the way the, you know, kind of what you're seeing from the act, just, just subtle little details you see. Yeah. Um, not, not much of a spoiler, but they have like slaves working for them as well in that house. And in one scene, the dad comes home and one of the um, like servants runs to go clean his boots immediately. And as he's cleaning his boots, it's just all this blood that's being, you know, clean, cleaned off off his boots. And stuff. It's just subtle stuff, really subtle stuff, but it makes you, yeah it kind of gives you your own imagination also what, what yeah. these people are going through and yeah so and like you said the cinematography was wow 10 out of 10 the camera shots were so good it was it was a lot of still shots which i like in movies not too much like flipping the camera a million different angles and stuff it was just like a still shot like a still picture
0: yeah and one of those ones that i'll never like i'll probably never watch it again but it was just yep. so it was so like, it just sticks with you. Like I was yep. just thinking about it for two days after like, wow, that was an absolutely moving movie. And it's just horrifying really to watch. I couldn't recommend it high enough for people. I I, I mean, yeah. really, this is a movie you kind of got to see. And for me, I think if this, I know it's not going to win best picture, but it's, it's originality and the way that they approach this is so, like one of a kind that I would be completely fine with them winning. I know it won't win, but wow, just what an approach. And uh, the ending was really memorable. And it just, I don't know what else you could say. There's a lot of words that you just struggle to, to find the descriptions to match it.
1: Yeah, It's just, and just go, go see it for yourself. Really?
0: Yeah. And I I don't want to say too much about the ending, but it's just really, really, what's uh, the ending. Well, he's like at this, basically he's at this party. And, Nazi party. Yeah. And he, cause they like don't, they don't show anything of them. Obviously <laughs> this guy was, uh, at Nuremberg and then he got, uh, uh, executed for his, uh, crimes against humanity. And he says something rather graphic on the phone to his wife, which is one of the only things that, uh, only graphic things that happens in the movie and then he's leaving the party and he's walking down a staircase and he throws up and then they show like like
1: a, like a fast forward. Yeah, like and a fast today, forward
0: to today where the people are um like cleaning the glass before a day at Auschwitz, like the camp before people come to visit it, and you just see a bunch of the items and stuff that's currently there, and then it just cuts back to him and it's not saying yeah. like And he's looking
1: down this like black, like dark hallway. No lights. Yeah. In this building.
0: And it's not saying like he's throwing up because he realizes like like what he's doing. He's one of the most evil people ever. It's not like he has any humanity in him. Yeah. It it's just sort of like uh was so unexpected and it was really it's really moving. Like I know I'm describing it, but I still people just need to see the ending and just see the whole movie because it's like a nine out of ten. Yep. I, I really Blew me away So great pick yep. Owen Thank you Past lives That's next And then I think Because the Oscars are on March 10 And I think after Adam goes and then I pick I think everybody will have seen All of them pretty much Because I've seen Maestro And we don't need to all watch Maestro
3: You didn't like it
0: But it's fine It's just It's not going to hold a candle To to zone of interest or Anyway, past lives and 10,
1: 10, 10
0: raw. So we'll be back in a week. Owen's going to be in Hawaii, so he's not going to be with us. We'll be back in a week, three of us holding it down. And then
1: Owen after that. So yeah, we'll be back. Have a good week. Everybody talk to you then.